Hi, and welcome to her podcast. I'm Mimi Bonet. And I'm Dana. In today's episode, we're going to discuss who am I? So oftentimes, I don't know about you guys, but some days I feel like, who am I? Like, who am I? What am I doing? What am I supposed right. to be? Who am I supposed to show up as? Or, you know, who I have to become um, in certain environments. Correct. Right? So me and Dana decided to do uh, a little get to know you quiz or questionnaire, I should say about um who are you or you know just in different environments different settings and things of that nature so dana are you ready i am definitely ready okay so what are your hobbies uh if you have any um my first main hobby would be shopping and that can be for it, it could be for a range of categories it could be for clothing it could be for grocery shopping, which I really freaking enjoy. Um, and also it could be shopping for like lotions and soaps and fragrance. So shopping is my my hobby. It's your ultimate hobby. Okay. Gives me goose pimples. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people definitely can relate to uh shopping being yes. a number one hobby for sure. you enjoy. So cool. And okay, are you ready for your question? I am ready. Okay, do you collect anything? Do I collect anything in my adult life? Mm, I do actually. Um, <laughs> nothing wild, <Okay>. but <laughs> I feel like um, I used to collect like um, fabrics. Okay, or, you know when I used to sew and enjoy sewing and it was very therapeutic and things of that nature. Um, I used to love to collect like little stones too. Okay. Um, I don't collect the stones anymore, but now I feel like I am a, a shoe collector. That is a good collection option. Yes. Okay. I love shoes. I love nice oh, shoes make the outfit for me. They do. They do. They can completely they can completely set you off or either set, set you up. So you don't have to kind of figure out the look that you're going for, but yes, yeah. shoes yes. are, um, they tie the look together for sure. They definitely tie the look together. So sometimes I'll get the shoes first and build around it or vice versa, but I love a bad shoe. Oh my God. I, I think know I'm that's right. But, um, yes. So what are you passionate about? If anything, I am passionate about my children's education and their overall development to be great people um, and for them to find happiness for themselves and have a true voice for themselves. Um, that is what I am extremely passionate about. Okay. I like it. Kid passion. Yes. Passion for the kids. Kids got, passion to, for the kids. got to understand that they can create anything they put their mind to if you feed them positivity Absolutely. and you give them the proper tools that they need to succeed um sky's the limit i believe in it yes okay, Mimi, what is your prize what is your most prized possession my most prized possession i would say have to be my furs when i get them um <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I do own one fur though, but yeah, no. So my most prized possession, um, oh goodness gracious, that's a good question. I don't think I have like my most prized possession, um, just yet outside of my kid, of course, but, um, you, me, me definitely. But, um, I don't know if we're talking about in terms of things, but, uh, yeah. Whatever you would like. I mean, it whatever I would like to just, something tangible, like an, like an item. It could be you. I guess just, you know, life itself, you know, just, just good life, health and yeah. And okay. then definitely the kids. So <clears throat> I have a couple of prize possessions that I would want on my list, like my home, mm-hmm. you know, um, cars, things of that nature and setting myself up, being in a good position in life. But, and of course, some nice jewelry along the way wouldn't hurt, but working towards those things. So, yes. Okay. Okay. That's good. Alrighty. Well, thank you. All right. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? (laughs) This is going to sound so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it sound bad? <laughs> Divorcing my ex-husband. <laughs> I mean, hey. And let me just explain this real quick. I consider it an accomplishment because as women, we will stay in a situation that does not benefit us, does not grow us, does not help us, does not heal us. And just because we have children by a man, even if you are married, and I'm not trying to discourage anyone or relationships, but when you are not being fulfilled as a woman and your needs are not being met and you are not being heard, and in a sense, you are being mistreated, you do have a voice to remove yourself from something that doesn't benefit you. Even though I was terrified when I did it, I just had to step out on faith and know that it was going to be okay. And I can laugh about it now, but in the t- during the times of it, it was a mourning stage because I had just given birth to my son. My daughter was very young. I had never really honestly lived on my own and really stepped out and done something big for myself. And I am just thankful that I did those steps because I am a trillion times happier. And even though I don't have everything figured out, I just really appreciate myself for loving myself enough to remove myself absolutely i love it love 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 okay so what is on your bucket list so on my bucket list i'm a i'm a outside type of girl but i like to do things inside where it's safe at so um on my bucket list i would like to do those things outside like zip lining i would love to zip line um in nature but still safely um i want to go parasailing i want to go kayaking um i want to go to a lot of caribbean islands i want to tour europe i want to walk in the red sea Oh, that's a good one. That's a really yeah. good one. Okay. I okay. really want to. I feel like that is so surreal. And to be uh, someplace where Jesus actually, you know, was, I yeah. I just feel like I'll just get a whole new sense of perspective. Like it, it'll be like a out of body, out of body experience for me, you know, 
very spiritual. Um, I know they have like a holy land in mm -hmm. Egypt, right? I think yes. it's in Egypt that yes. I always want to go to. I heard that they have one in Florida, but you know, I feel that one is like more man-made. Um, even the one in Egypt, I'm sure, you know, it's man-made as well, but I just feel like it'll be more spiritual. Um, right in Egypt. So I definitely want to visit the pyramid. Um, when I work for the airline, it's a prayer wall they have um, that this ministry went to every year. And I think it was like my second or third year at the airline. And the lady asked, as I was checking them in, because it's a really large group. And she was saying, hey, do you want me to put something in a prayer wall for you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, here I am writing out on a piece of paper, like how many prayers do I get? But um, yes, so that is something that is definitely um on my bucket list. I, I want to travel, you know, I want to be on an eat, pray, love type of situation very soon. And I, I feel it coming. Okay, excellent. Well, yeah, that is awesome. I want to just say I would like to go to the middle passage. I know that is kind of a heavier thought, um, but that is where the slaves were left Africa to come onto the transatlantic slave trade. And I have heard that that space is heavy and that space can, um, I don't know, it can bring out a lot of emotion. And I just, I don't know, I just, I just want to, I just would like to experience it. I do think that it is very tragic and sad. Yes, but I do think that a lot of our ancestors traveled to this land by way of enslavement. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it would bring a humbleness to my spirit to be able to do that one day. Um, I don't think I would like to do it with anybody, just myself. Um, oh, I was going to say I was going to come with. But oh, okay. 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 Well, no, if you, you're more than welcome. Um, so, yeah, I would just like to be able to to experience that. Um, so, yeah. And where where is it at? I was looking for it. I wanted I thought it was in. It's in a specific part of Africa. I cannot remember the name. I was okay. watching a show on Netflix and it is it's called high on the hog oh yeah we did watch that together in the very first episode he went to um it was john venet or john venet or something like that he went to and he experienced that and it just looked like it was very impactful and then it was also very cultural in a sense because you see what our ancestors brought to this land, the rice, the the okra, all the things that we consume now and in the black culture that we love. We see that that was a part of what the the enslaved ancestors brought to this land. So I'll get some more research and we'll follow back up on this on another conversation. OK, sure. nice. I'm looking forward to it. What is your favorite recent memory? My favorite recent memory. Hmm. Ah, I would say one of my favorite recent memories is my cousin coming down a few weekends ago for my son's fifth birthday. Yay. And I just really enjoyed reconnecting with her now that we're older and our relationship has evolved and our consciousness has evolved. And I just really enjoyed seeing her. It was just so 
refreshing because not having much family, um, being able to have such a strong relationship with her, I'm very thankful for. So it would be the it would be um, about two weekends ago for Poppy's birthday. We went to the aquarium. We had hibachi. It was fun. Everyone enjoyed themselves. Um, it was it was good. So that is a good recent memory. I love that. Okay, so what is your best childhood memory? One of my best childhood memories. So um, my father was, well, not was, he is a very traditional man. And so it was a lot of do's and don'ts um, in the household. But one of the things that I remember is that he would try to always get us to eat carrots. And he sold me on, um, if you eat carrots, your eyes are going to be so bright and pretty. Who doesn't want bright, pretty eyes, you know, as a child? So I'm just like, ooh. So I would, I would eat those carrots like, um, what was the rabbit? (laughs) Like Buzz Bunny. (laughs) Like Buzz Bunny. Cause I, I wanted these really pretty, you know, bright eyes. And, um, (laughs) I didn't notice until later, later that I did not have these pretty bright eyes, but I had good sight. I have really good vision. So out of my, um, my mother's children, I'm the only one that don't wear glasses. (laughs) So (laughs) it carries definitely, they're good for your vision. They strengthen your vision. I've always heard. And I'm guessing it to be true because I ate a lot of carrots. I still like carrots to this day. So, yeah, um, that was just a good trick, but also a good thing for him to, you know, be mindful of my vision and wanting me to have a good vision. My 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 sisters had the opportunity to have good vision, too, but they didn't eat the carrots like they I did. The carrots so. like you did. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't take the lesson. Okay, well, take it. <laughs> so yay for the carrots! My yay father. for the carrots! Yes, <laughs> and him, him enforcing that great habit amongst you, right? So, uh, what is your favorite holiday? Okay, y'all. That I don't want to get to preaching, but I don't really like any of the holidays that have been created in America. I find them to be very paganistic, and I find them to be very vile in a sense of Christmas is kind of perverted. If you know the story of, I have to send you the video, Mimi, um, of the son and the mother. They they married, and and when he died, it, listen, it's it's a lot. It's it's it. I don't I don't let me. Cause I don't have tangible, I don't have factual names and stuff. And I don't want to tell like a splicey kind of situation without mm-hmm. like all the facts in front of me. So mm-hmm. I really don't, I don't care for um, Christmas. I just think that there's something very odd about a fat white man coming down your chimney to, to deliver gifts. Sound oh like a God. sugar daddy to me, whatever. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> just my personal opinion, whatever, do your thing. Okay. Thanksgiving is vile because of what was done to Native Americans and to the people on this land. Um, Juneteenth is a hoax in a sense because we were free three years prior to and we celebrate the day that the slaves in Texas finally figured out three late three years later that we were that blacks were free. So I feel like that's a misconception. Well, I and, think that's why you should take away Fourth of July. Like, yeah, it's all, it's all, all these the actual day. Yeah, but the 4th of July should disappear. A lot of this shit should disappear because it's just now we as black people we want to create 
our own holidays and celebrations of our ancestors that created and and built this country. I'm with that. If we want to talk about half or more than more than half of all the stuff that we use and consume on a daily basis were provided and created by black people. And just the fact that without black women in this world, there would be nothing then maybe we can get into the holiday celebration. So to, to, to bring it all home, I don't really have a holiday, I believe in. Okay, well. Okay, my, sorry, friend, that was intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite holiday um, would definitely be my birthday. Okay. Um, and then also, I love um, Valentine's Day. I feel like every day should kind of be Valentine's Day, but I just love the, the love giving um that it represents and i love the new valentine's day that's going on so what you mean what new valentine's day galentine who galentine when all Galant the women when oh, all okay. the women get together for valentine's day so um it's been happening just a few years ago i don't know how long ago but i got wind of it maybe like five years ago where women come together, whether you just go out with your girlfriends or you make it a thing to, you know, host other women. And then it's just women embracing each other in that environment. Um, I like that. I like to see that. So. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're in luck because I'm going to have a Galentine's coming up. Okay, I figured you would because you brought it up. Okay, I'll wait Working for on it. <laughs> Hopefully, I can execute it um, in a timely fashion, and you can come down for it. So, okay, yeah. well, definitely <laughs> let me know. I'm around. Definitely will let you know. So, okay, um, okay. Who knows who, you? No, this will be your question. Who knows? Oh, that's you? my question. Okay, yeah. okay, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Who okay. knows you best? Um, I would have to say my other best friend, Shay. Okay. Yeah, Shay knows. Uh, I feel like she knows me from the Rooted to the Tutor. Shay is also my cousin, um, turned best friend. Okay. So that 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 would be the person. Hi, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> so what family member are you the closest to? Oi. Um, <laughs> oh, I like the oi. Yeah. Uh, oi. Um, <laughs> I would say my cousin and I have just really gotten close. So she would be the closest family member that I am close to right now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Shout out to Jessica. Okay. Okay, what skill would you most like to learn? Oh, that's a good one. I I would actually like to learn um more about finance. Okay. I want to know everything there is and then you know in the aspects of finance just in general. And then I like to chop it up in different categories, like when it comes to uh finances with homes, when it comes to your personal financing, when it comes to helping your children build financing and having like a, you know, definitely learning uh, financial literacy. That way I feel like once you learn it, then you can tell it to other people like your children, your friends or, you know, whomever, but definitely financing because we all need money to live. Amen to that. And, it's and I definitely need to master that. <laughs> yeah. 
You understand how the money works for you and leverage it right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Okay. So where is the coldest place you've traveled? The coolest place? Uh oh shoot. <laughs> Why did I put a D in there? And like I listen, so the whole time <laughs> when I looked at it, I was like, no, this word is coolest. And I'm like, no, it's it's the coldest place. Like, I don't okay. When is the coolest place you traveled to? <laughs> I actually haven't really been anywhere cool, in my opinion. I think that I've been to some beautiful places, but I haven't been anywhere cool. So okay. we can uh we're gonna have to follow back up on this question because I don't have a place yet, y'all. Well, what's the prettiest place you've been to that you you most enjoyed yourself? This is gonna sound very just like generic, but when I went to San Juan, to Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. I found it to be beautiful, not just because of the scenery, but the people, the humbleness of the people. I mean, just the just just how they respect one another and just all in all how they um, interact as a as a as a culture. I think that it was really interesting. Didn't like those big ass lizards that were out there. They were pretty. They were really pretty. They they would be cute as a handbag or a pair of shoes. And I know some people might be upset about that. No. Kill them. There's so many of them. You could kill them because they eat up all like the vegetation and stuff on the island. So you can kill them, but they are huge and I'm not with it. But they are pretty for a handbag or a pair of shoes. Oh my God. Yeah, I I know. But if you saw that green, that green child on them scales, honey, please. I used to cut them as a child. They are beautiful. They're just like, they're just this really vibrant shade of green. And some can go from darker to lighter, just even on their body. It's really cool. Um, But I just found the people to be really sweet. Like I really enjoyed myself. And it was actually a culture shock because that was the first time that I saw like, like black, black people speaking Spanish outside of Hispanic. Like I was like, oh shit, he speaks spanish i was like (laughs) (laughs) but yes that would be um that's one of the prettiest places i've been haven't been to many places yet but puerto rico i would say the people they are very sweet and humble it was a nice experience for sure nice nice i have to put that on my list to visit it is it's pretty it was affordable i mean it really was the people were just so humble that was nice. I was like, wow, people walking across the street, they actually slow down for the people to walk. Not in America. They're going to run you down, honey. You walk up to that crosswalk. <laughs> Even if you got the man to walk, guess what? They're going to walk you down in that car, honey, if you're not there. Okay, yeah. so um, it is. It's terrible here. They will definitely try to hit you. I don't know what the hell that's about, but it's odd, people. Slow down. No okay. patience. At all. What do we, we, I mean, what we all race into to, to the inevitable? Like, come on, let's let's relax. Okay. What does your average weekend look like? Oh my God. My average weekend is nothing to stream about. Um, I'll tell you my average weekend and then I'll tell you the weekend I strive to have. So my reality right now is that I work, um, I go home and I sleep. And I may, I just may, depending on the window of time I have between waking back up and go to work and do it all over again, 
I occasionally do stuff on the weekends, like um, go out to eat and things of that nature. Um, if I have, you know, something to do business-wise, I get that done as well. But basically working and sleeping. Now, the ideal weekend for me is getting up, Going to my business, you know, making sure everything is copacetic, um, you know, being good to my employees, getting the work done, and then meeting up with my girlfriends uh, afterwards and, you know, strategizing on more ways how we can uh, strive in our business and, you know, get money and just live our best life. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. I would definitely have put some morning sex in there, but I didn't want to be too. Oh. <laughs> Makes your day better. I'm just going to be honest. Right. Being a good one in the morning, listen, the day is a breeze. Everything comes it's so much breeze. Just um, saying. That is true. That is definitely true. So. <laughs> no, we're not going to go into that topic. We are not, not right now. That'll be an episode later on. <laughs> but that's true. It definitely gives you uh, energy. Um, <laughs> it does. Me, when they, they know what's going on. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> tell me about your longest running friendship with someone. I would have to say my longest running. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Um, good or bad? No, it's good. Um, I would have to say my friend Sharia. Okay. Sharia, I have known her since I was in junior high school. She was one of the first people that I met um, coming from private school to public school. And we've had some years where we haven't talked and um, we've kind of reconnected. But she's always that friend that I can call months down the line and we can always reconnect like we've never missed a beat just a just a it's just a easy effortless kind of relationship um she's been there for both the birth of my children she wow. was actually she was in the hospital she was in the in my emergency c-section with my son oh wow. and she was holding one of my legs and patting my head with with a wet cloth when i was giving birth to story she it. knew my parents very well before they passed away we went to junior prom together. Oh my gosh, they ain't got no Sharia a lifetime. Right. I'll be like, girl, we have known each other for for very big times in our lives. So I would say it would be my friend Sharia. Yay, Sharia. Would be the longest running relationship. Um, yes. so what is your earliest memory? <clears throat> oh, my earliest memory. Let's date back to childhood um i have so many memories but uh <laughs> one memory was that um my my parents wasn't big on um beatings like we got disciplined in other ways mm -hmm. um which works but my earliest so my father didn't like for us to um ride our bikes in the street um, we just kind of had to ride them up and down the sidewalk, didn't like us to go around the corner unattended, didn't like us to ride in the dirt, you know, all of that good stuff. And so uh, me being a baby, I couldn't cross the street without, you know, my older siblings. So um, I didn't see Nell and Ty at the time, 
and I really <laughs> wanted to cross the street because we, um, our friends stayed like literally right across the street, you know, from us, like up and right. down that whole block. We pretty much had friends on our side and our other side. And most of the kids were on the other side. So I'm like, uh, well, where's Nell and Ty? You know, I really, I really want to get across the street. And so I took a chance and I look left, I look right, and I did it twice. Well, in the process of doing that, my father turns the corner oh, and see me God. dashing across the street. I didn't almost get hit by him or anything, but it was just the sheer fact that I was crossing the street by myself. And I had to be maybe like six or so. So apparently, you know, that's too young to cross the street on your own. So he was very upset. You know, I remember him talking to my mother about it. And um, yeah, everybody was a little mad. And so, you know, at the time when you're young, you don't like to make your parents mad or anything like that. Right. So it was a very sad day for me because he was really upset. And I, I feel like I'm a mommy's and daddy's girl, depending on what's going on. So at that time, that definitely made me a daddy's girl because, you know, he was he was very upset, especially since he was the one that caught me. And right. um, my siblings got in trouble, too, because he was like, you know, where were y'all? <laughs> she should not have been outside by herself. Right. So I'm sure my siblings didn't like that as well. <laughs> Cause they're like, uh, why are we getting into trouble with her? She's the one who, you know, did wrong. But yeah, that's one of my earliest. That's interesting because in my household, um, it was guilty by association. If my brother did something, <laughs> all three of us got a whooping. If I did something, all three of us got a whooping. If my oldest brother did something, all three of us got a whooping. And I never used to understand that with my dad. And he used to say, hey, you were in the room. You could have said something and you chose not to. Oh, wow. Before everyone's guilty. I was like, well, damn. Well, damn. What happened to siblings honor? Right. No, no, no. It was no. I used to after that, I started sitting downstairs watching cooking shows with my mama. I was like, this That's is right. a way not to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm not getting in trouble with I'm you. I'm not at all. Take this by yourself. Exactly. I and they did. Yeah, I don't want no part. So what would you say makes you unique? I would say my personality, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I just got a little frog in my throat. Um, I would say uh, my personality makes me unique. I think that I am a person that comes from a space of transparency and it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't and don't bullshit me. And I think initially when people meet me, it could probably be like, damn, she's direct. But as you get to know me, you're like, oh, she's genuine in who she is as a person because I know what kind of person I'm going to get every day. I'm not going to get anything different. So I just think my personality makes me unique. Okay. Yeah. I I would have to agree the same for me. My personality and like when I'm on my fashion game, oh, and I'm like, I've always been the type of person that wasn't afraid to wear what I like, you know, no matter if it was trendy or not. If I like mm -hmm. it, I like it. And it works for me. So that's what fashion is yeah. about. It's about that's what you make it out not with other people. It is a self-expression. It's your personality. It's a way of you showing your art. Hmm. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yes. So let's see. I'm so sorry. Look at me being slow. I'm trying to figure out which number. Who's the smartest person ever? Okay. Who is your hero? My hero. Um, outside of my parents, um, they definitely are my hero. They're my role models and amazing human beings. Shout out to my mother and father. But my hero would have to be my son. Um, watching him fight cancer. It was an experience, you know, it was it was like no other thing I've ever witnessed. So for me to see my child because he endured most of his chemo and medicine between the ages of three years old and five um, to see him just push. You know, it was a time where we pretty much lived in a hospital for an entire year. And he would, you know, they would have things for him to do, tasks for him to do every day. Um, Because you can't just lay in a hospital bed. You know, you want to still do stuff to gain your strength and just make sure you don't get pneumonia and just all those complications that can come without being active. So he would, um, they would want him to do like 10 laps a day just to kind of walk around the nurse's station you know, to just get his blood uh, going and things like that. And so I remember the first day I told him, I said to Nathan, we're going to do 10 laps around the nurse's station. And he looked at me with those big bright eyes and he said, mommy, I don't know if I can do 10, but I'm going to try to give you seven. And it was the sweetest thing ever. So at the time he had his tricycle. And so he, you know, rolled his tricycle around and then he walked the rest of the way and he did 10. Wow. And it was just, it was like, oh, speak to my heart, Lord. Like that was, that was the sweetest thing ever. Um, And he was just a true fighter. He is very knowledgeable about the medication he was taking and, um, you know, I will always make sure, like, hey, tell the nurses, the doctors, which they always did, but I just like to reiterate, hey, wash your hands when <laughs> you're coming in the room. Right. Um, you know, um, checking on him and just being aware of, like, well, hey, what are you giving him now? You know, because people are human beings, you know, and in a medical field, you feel like, no, it's no room for error. No, you can't mess up, which, you know, you shouldn't. And I get it. But People are also human beings. So I used to always say like, hey, what are you giving him at this time? Is this such and such? You know, is it time for this and all of that? And so with me doing that, he picked up on it and he would say, hey, what's the that? (laughs) What's the that you giving me? And he would he would look at the time because I started teaching him how to tell time, you know, at three. And so he would look and. uh It was so cute because sometimes instead of saying three o'clock, he will say 30 o'clock, but we knew what he meant. Oh, so, you know, it was like, oh, it's 30 o'clock. Is it, is it time for, so that was cute, but that just goes to show you that children are very observant. They, they are way smarter than what some of us give credit to. So you have to be mindful of what you say around them how you treat them and you know how you talk to them as a human being and the environment um that you have them in because I always told myself when I have a kid I'm raising them to be an adult 
I'm not raising them to be a kid. So, right. you know, them times where you have to have tough love moments, it is what it is because we live in a cold world, you yeah, know? Exactly. So, um, with that being said, I always remember my father saying, no matter what, you have to raise him. He was like, like, I know he's sick. You know, I know you guys are in the hospital, but you still have to raise him to be a respectable stand-up man. You know, regardless of the fact. And so that's so true, you know, but um, definitely Sinathan's my hero. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> they are so resilient. They have a fighting spirit that um, that is very admirable. It makes you not want to complain about anything. Right, right. But, you know, then again, we're human. So you definitely have your times where you you can, you know, because we all go through stuff. So right. it is. Um. Who is the smartest person you've ever met? I would say my father, Maurice. My daddy was one of the smartest people I've ever met. And even to this day, I could ask my dad a question and he knew, he always knew the answer. Now, he wasn't so forthcoming with the answer. You would have to search for the answer because we used to have like Encyclopedia Britannica's at the house. And I used oh to ask God, daddy about homework and stuff. And my daddy used to be like, well, go look it up, go look it up. And I used to be like, well, damn it, daddy. I didn't say damn it to him. I would never right. be so <laughs> ever. But in my mind, I'd be like, damn it, daddy. Why can't you just tell me like the answer? But he was not. He was a man of research. You research, you educate yourself. And that way you never will forget. And you don't have to ask anybody for anything because mm -hmm. you already know. But my daddy to this day, God rest his soul, I miss him so much. Um, he was one of the smartest men that I have ever met. And he was just the sweetest, sweetest person. He was just like a big teddy bear. I say that every, was. every girl oh deserves, a, deserves a Maurice because mm -hmm. he was just so, so sweet. He really was. Thank he you. Was. Both of your parents were, were super sweet super humble nice people i, I love them too i know i really do it's just okay another day another time for me don't want to travel down that path okay <clears throat> hey whose opinion do you care about most who do you care most about what whose opinion do you care most about where, where is that at 22 we're on 20 Oh my god! <laughs> I say, girl, it's right here. What you talking about? Okay, okay. My apologies. Um, when did you feel like? When did you first feel like an adult? Twenty. Okay. <laughs> no, twenty. You're on number twenty. Oh, okay. My twenty. <laughs> Oh my God, friend, you know, my screen on my phone is so ratchet and I just did, oh I got this big old splotchy patch. Anyway, y'all, okay, my apologies, let's okay. recorrect this. Okay, what is one thing that instantly makes your day better? Instantly makes my day better? Sex, for me, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Oh it's God. true. We're we going to do an episode <laughs> on your sexcapade, okay? <laughs> another time, another day. Um, Let's see. Something that instantly makes my day better. Yes. Well, honestly, um, it used to be a person. Um, 
that could call me and literally wow. make my day better. I would get butterflies. Um, it was just that voice. Like his voice was so soothing to me. And no matter what was going on, just hearing that voice, I'd be like, Rocky, you know, bellboy, like, yes. I like almost like a Popeye eating spinach or something. Like <laughs> I got <laughs> I got my courage or my mojo or whatever it is I needed, but he definitely was my comfort, you know, my 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 blanket, all of those good things. Um, so I would say uh it was that person. So now um what would make my day better now is uh, food is always comforting, but I'm not an emotional eater like that. Okay. So um, just being able to get a sense of peace. Okay. Like when it was bothering me, just be able to refocus and gain that sense of peace. Okay. Since I lost that voice. Well, not necessarily. You didn't, you didn't lose it. You outgrew that that particular part of you you know some mm -hmm. people just aren't meant to continue on the path and you That's know true. it can be hard and it can be a minute to adjust but just know something something bigger and better is on the other end of it not to say that person's not a great person right they fit within the nucleus of where you're destined to go correct lord i'm ready send him okay <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> if you think i'm ready but like please send him soon okay we got to get baby OJ up in here. Um, it's a lot of things we're trying to do. So, yes, um, if he's asking, if he's there, just tell him, yes, like, let's go. But, um, okay, <laughs> we're going to, okay, when did you first feel like an adult? Oh, my God, I'll never forget this. When I was 15 years old oh, wow. and my daddy stopped paying for stuff for me, he was like, nope, you need to get a job. And I was devastated. I was like, what the <laughs> I was like, what you mean? He was like, you're going to have to get a job. You're 15. You're becoming a young woman. You're going to mm -hmm. have to start making your own money. And that's when I got my first job at Stone Mountain Park in the summertime selling sodas by them hot ass carts. <laughs> and I used to just be so pissed off. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> He did instill good work, work ethic in me, and I appreciate it. I'm very humble and grateful to this day. But when I heard that 15, when I heard that 15, that no, it broke my heart. I thought he was playing. He was not. He wouldn't pay for my nails no more. He wouldn't pay for my hair no more. He wouldn't pay for me to go shopping no more and none of that. Oh, wow. That would definitely. Oh, that ended at 15. That would do it. That would do it. Definitely the birth of Sir Nathan for me, because I definitely had to be the adult for us. I'm like, damn. Like, I feel like I don't even have time to prepare. Not I know this right. enough, but I was kicked into it. I was like, damn, that's messed up. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. So okay, that, was, that was. Now, that you can ask, now you can ask number 22. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Whose opinion do you care most about? <sighs> that's a tough one um definitely it depends on the conversation that i'm having but um i definitely care about the opinion of my sister tito okay um she is like my go-to when i have a 
questions about anything, any, any and everything, really. Um, that's my that's my go to uh, person. And then you know, I care about what my parents thinks, of course, and you know, nail and my friends too. It just depends on you know, like I said, the the conversation that I'm having because for me. Depending on my situation, I know who to go to for what I need. You know what I mean? Okay, I got like, it. Um, I feel like um, <laughs> if I want to handle things in a very mature manner, a reasonable manner, um, I would go, I definitely would go to Shay, you know, okay. um, but all of my friends have good insight. You have really good insight too. And I like that you definitely uh, give balance. But at the same time, I like the fact that you with the shits. Either I'm like, with the go, shits. You could go either way. You, you call know? me. If you want to get down, we call me. I'm here you for it. I'm here for it. So okay. I, know, I know if I'm looking for peace and balance. <laughs> you are gonna give that to me, but you gonna you gonna be with the shits first, peace and balance second. So <laughs> you know me so well. I really appreciate that. <laughs> it just depends, cause I'm like, if 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 somebody you know is like, if I'm having an issue with somebody out in the street. I'm like, oh no, if I take this today in a day to like, let's get in a car and drive. That's it. It's a wrap. It's going down. You better be ready. <laughs> like, no, 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 it's not that serious. It's okay. So, like, I I have to tell you, like, once I've handled it and it's in the, the, the smoke is clear, we're good, guys. That's we're true. Good. That's true. You know, that's good. It's been, we, we know each other so well. um what is the most important decision you have ever made so far it would be when my daughter's story was born she was born a micro preemie and it was a time when the doctors were insistent that she was just not going to make it and she was born at 22 weeks, six days. She was a pound, two ounces. And I never forget when the doctor came and she told me, and at the time I, when I was married, my husband, that she would have like cerebral palsy. She wouldn't be able to be like a normal child. Um, she might be wheelchair bound all these, all these, these fantastical things of possibilities of what could happen. And she asked if we wanted to keep her on her breathing machine or if we wanted to take her off. And my husband and I, we sat in a room and we talked and we talked and we cried. And, you know, he did give me some very powerful words of wisdom that day. And that was the best decision that we made together was to keep her on her breathing machine. Because we look now at Story and she's eight years old and she's absolutely amazing. And she's the brightest light in this in this place. And um, I'm very thankful for just trusting the process and trusting God. Yes. Yes. Definitely yeah. amazing. So that, would, that would be the hardest decision that I had to make. Yes. Thus far. Yeah. She has such a wonderful personality. Oh my it's gosh. It's amazing. It's She's amazing. So sweet. It's amazing. She's so sweet. I swear I would fuck anyone up that ever tried to mess with her. <laughs> 
I put that on anything. I Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm right there. Like I tell people. Oh, I know you. I fight kids. kids. I, <laughs> I fight kids. Like forget all oh, the yeah, I'm not playing that game. noise. Hell no. I'm not playing. Don't game. mess with this one. Don't, Don't bully anybody because I'm definitely anti-bullying. But like, it's just certain ones, you know. Like, nah. Just not that experience. <laughs> not that one. That one not you that listen. One. Take a bid for that one. Exactly. Okay. Nieces, nephews, don't do it. Don't at all. Don't even look this way because mm -hmm. you got a problem. Okay. Yes. So aside from necessities, what's one thing you, what? I don't like the way this reads. Aside from necessities, what's one thing could you not go a day? Okay. Could you not go a day without? Mm. Mm. Damn. <sighs> so the necessities are the necessities. Um. One thing I couldn't go a day without. I guess it would have to be what um, <laughs> some people, I guess having your hair is not a necessity, right? Having your hair done. I mean, that's a necessity. I feel, I feel like, like it's a necessity to me, right? Yeah. So one thing that I would not go without you, I guess my fashion. Okay. Okay. I don't, don't want to be out there without my fashion and my, you know, my nails. I feel like that, that I yes. post, like we could be in a recession, a pandemic, but these nails going to be done. Yeah, these nails and these toes going to be hitting on something. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm not walking yeah. there with no nails and no toes done. Exactly. That is what I'm doing. I have really this fat hands. Can yeah. Cause like my hands are really fat and stubby. Um, I feel like out of all my siblings, I have hands like my father and my mother has like very nice hands, a very nice nail bed. And I'm like, how the heck, how did that not, like what's going on? And I feel like out of everybody, I look the most like him, but I'm happily, I'm like, I have a feminine touch because, you know, to look like your father, that can be not good. But to look like you're, you know, um, have similarities like your father, and you still have that feminine like grace on you. Thank you, Lord. Um, yeah, but so <laughs> getting off track, definitely um my fashion. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Gotta be fashionable um at all times, you know? Understandable. Got to. <laughs> so what do you owe, Lord? <laughs> I already know what you're going to say, but here we go. What do you enjoy spending money on? I enjoy, see, I'm going to shock you. I enjoy spending money on my kids. Yes, I enjoy spending money on myself, but I think that's an, that that's already a, I mean, I could talk about that and talk about that. It'd be like, damn, she's obsessive. Like she is, and so she is shopping way too much for herself, but I enjoy shopping for my kids because of the two different reactions I get. Like Story, when Story gets exactly what she wants, she's like the woman on the price is right. She's jumping up and down. She's screaming. <laughs> she's got this little dance she's doing. It's it's interesting. You know, my son, Rivy right now is nonverbal. So he lights up in his eyes and his, his pointing and the little noises that he does make is so distinct and how different they are. I just enjoy buying them gifts and surprising them. 
or just buying them something that they want. I don't know. It just, it really makes me happy. Like, yeah, I know I can buy the stuff that I want. I mean, yeah, that's great. But so, at some point in time, that loses the excitement because there's larger purchases that I want to make that I'm not necessarily in the financial arena to make right now today. Mm-hmm. That is definitely in the works of happening. So when those days come and I can buy myself large pieces of real estate and all that and acquire a, a portfolio of, of of wealth for myself, then that would be something more to talk about. But for right now, I would definitely say it would be my children. Okay. They make me so happy. Like Story, when Story got that Barbie doll dream house yesterday, she was screaming and screaming. And the first two or three, I let slide. But that fourth one, I was like, okay, now, boo. Folks, not <laughs> here. Let's calm down. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's relax a little bit. All right. So what is something that always makes you smile? Um, The support and love that I get from my loved ones. Um, Anytime I'm doing something, any of my business ventures. So accomplishing my goals definitely makes me happy. But once I share those goals with you all, like you guys are so supportive. Um, so amazing. And, you know, y'all gonna go hard for me and support, you know, whatever I'm doing. And I love that. Um, I believe in supporting your, you know, your loved ones uh, dreams and helping them get to the next level, you know, if you can. And that's not always financially, you know, support comes in different forms. And I hope people realize that because, you know, um, money isn't any everything, but just to have true, authentic people around you that love you for you, for me, that's that's everything, and that's priceless. So, I hope I, I never want to lose that. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Okay. What are you most thankful for? To be able to get up every day and do for myself. I'm thankful to have a functioning body. I'm thankful to have both my hands, my fingers, my legs, my toes, my nose, my eyes, my sight, to be able to pray to the most high for the greatness that he gives me every day. Um, And I think a lot of times we lose sight of that. I've seen videos of people that are, are wheelchair bound or paraplegic or people that are blind and they're, they're, they're scaling mountains. So I'm just thankful for being able to get up every day and to be able to see, to be able to talk and be able to make my own decisions. Yeah. And I think that's something that we take for granted because we always think that our body is going to work and we always think that we're going to be able to do for ourselves. But it comes to a time in life when we, we start to go back into almost a baby, you know, and we will have to depend on people to take care of us and um i'm just thankful for the days that i can do for myself absolutely and definitely you can't take that for granted like my cousin told me that you know you are an adult once and a child twice yes and that is so true it's it is so very true so yeah we do take a lot of things for granted or well i'll just do it tomorrow tomorrow mm-hmm. may not come you know Whatever's on your heart, your mind, your soul to do that day, you know, try your best to do it if you can, especially if it is reaching out to someone. Yes. 
to make amends or closure or whatever. I will oh, always- shoot. I can't say that, child, because I ain't talking to so many people. And I'm, well, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to be quiet. I said if it's on your heart. Oh, okay. Okay. It ain't. It ain't. <laughs> if it's on ain't. your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Okay. God <laughs> That's where that active listening in her community comes from. Okay. I missed that part. Work on that, Dana. Oh, we, got you, <laughs> we got you. We, we know. We know you are stone cold. <laughs> okay. What are you most looking forward to? Oh my gosh. So I am definitely looking forward to seeing her grow and become what we both know it's destined to be. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, Pretty me and all of my Mimi Bonet in future endeavors come to life. I'm looking forward to all of your future endeavors and you fulfilling your destiny. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to all of my loved ones getting what they want and what they deserve. And I'm also looking forward to seeing them put in that work, you know, because you have to put in the work. We can't just say, oh, I want this or I want that. It's, it's cool to want things, but, you know, how are you going to get it? So I enjoy hearing people's plans and seeing them motivated and going after what they want. I, I love that. I admire that. Um, I'm happy to be amongst that. So I'm definitely looking forward to our future together and our future separately. Yes. Because we about to take this world by storm. Well, child, we already are. Watch out now. Okay. <laughs> Coming to a city near you. Okay. <laughs> so, we are. We, we are, you know. Oprah, Tyler, everybody, you know, get, get your shows ready. Bravo. Because we are we are entertaining. Okay. Very. <laughs> so uh, do you Okay, now, what do you wish more people understand about you? Oh, this is a good one. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, let me just dig this one out of the box. (laughs) When I'm invited to places, I'm not the one that's going to be the social butterfly and walk around and introduce myself and everything. Just because I'm sitting there quietly doesn't mean I'm having a good time. It doesn't mean that I'm a rude person. It just means that... I don't know. Don't know anybody. Not really going to get up and socialize like that. I'm going to dance to the music. If you need a gift, I'm going to bring a gift. I'm going to wish you the best on whatever you got going on. And then that's it. So I just wish that more people would understand that it's not a rudeness or a standoffish way of being. It's just she's just quieter than most. She don't really know nobody. True. I feel like once you're comfortable in that setting, that's when you flourish, you know, but when you're going to a dinner party and say like, if your friend is the host and you don't know the others around you, then you kind of sit back and observe until somebody kind of sparks your fancy. Correct. Thank you. That is is a fact. Thank you, friend. That's it. It's okay. You know, I don't, I don't mind it. I just think that is, you know, Hey, she don't say no worries. This is who I am. Right. This is <laughs> okay. What is the greatest challenge or struggle you have ever faced? Whew. How much time we got? <laughs> yes. Um, 
the greatest challenge I would definitely have to say has to be um, going going uh, through cancer with my son. Um, I tell people it definitely was an experience. Um, it was a humbling experience. It definitely grew me uh, as an individual, um, as an adult, and just just as a mother. Um, before I had Sinathan, you know, it was all all about me. I was the baby. Um, you know, I worked and I I did what I want. I brought what I want. So that definitely had to be um, the greatest challenge uh, for me, and also now. Um, Planning the arrangements for my dear sweet baby Auntie Pie. Um, you know, it's 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 hard. This is the first funeral I've ever planned um, in my life. You know, with the help of my Aunt Yvonne, we're planning it together. But um, since she's in New York and I'm here locally, um, I'm doing you know more of the footwork, and um, you know I. It could be a lot sometimes, but thankfully I have an amazing support system. And I definitely gave Auntie Pie her flowers while she were while she was here. Mm-hmm. That was my girl. I spent a lot of time with her. I love taking her to lunch. I enjoyed popping up over to her apartment and you know, just doing things with her. And the fact that she was older than me, she was my baby, you know, like I just <laughs> I love like going to go buy her different little outfits to put on and, you know, just sitting with her playing, whether it was tic-tac-toe, just whatever. I just love having those conversations with her because she was very sassy, okay? Very sassy, very spunky. And I loved it. And the fact that she can paint her nails, you know, uh, at 84 years old, and I'm talking about both hands. That was talent to me. I was I was very impressed because I can't do that. I can't. I can only paint my left hand. I can't paint my right. So right, right. <laughs> but she. I mean, listen. Those nails was gonna be painted. You best believe that. She will always ask. You know, hey, I need to. I need to get my nails painted. You know, when you gonna paint my nails and things of that nature. And um, she would say, hey, I'm out of polish, and she loved, you know, her red her red polish so you know um that's definitely um is my struggle today and my biggest challenge but i'm definitely honored um to be the one that was able to pick out her final look that means a lot to me you know that's really near and dear to my heart and um you know as we prepare for this day but that would have to be it. But I will also say always, you know, um, just be kind to people, you know. Um, like my parents always say, if you don't have nothing good to say, then don't say just don't at say all. it at all, you know. But um, for those loved ones that we have, just be kind to them. The ones that we may be distant from, you know, sometimes it's like that in families. But again, Just because you're distant from somebody doesn't mean you have to be mean to them. Mm -hmm. You just don't have anything to say, you know, and that's fine, you know, too. That way you just have a a clear and good heart. So I'm definitely happy I was able to um, share this time with Aunt Pie the last three years. I've been 
taking care of her. And like I said, it has been an absolute honor, you know. So keep my family and me in prayer. You we know, guys, thank you. And yeah, so that's that's it. And I, may I add, Aunt Pie was definitely there for me before Sinatha had to move, um, before me and Sinatha had to move back to Atlanta for him to get treatment um, for his cancer, she was Johnny on the spot, okay? I'm like, who called Auntie Pie? Right, right. I would see her at every surgery. Like, she would be there, no questions asked. She'll be like, you know, hey, you know, ask them this, this, and that. Take a notepad so you won't forget. You know, she really um, just taught me some things that, while you're going through stuff, you may not think of because you have so much else going on. So she was definitely, you know, outside of my my parents um, and my siblings and my friends. She was definitely the one to just kind of guide me and say, you know, and, and add on to the things that I should, you know, be doing and stuff. So I love that. You know, I love you forever, Auntie. You know, may you rest in peace. I know you will. So. Yeah. Oh, that was Thank you. Thank you. So, last and not least, what is the biggest risk you've ever taken? Um, I would say it's what I'm doing now. I'm switching my careers, um, going to school full time. And just completely stepping out on faith and not being dependent on a job to provide me um, a paycheck. And just going to see how I can manifest and, and get it on my own. You know, I think that I have a lot of good tools and resources that I can use and utilize for the betterment of myself. And I, yeah, it, it's definitely been a, a six months. Oh, my God, it's been six months. Jesus Wow, time flies, whether you have fun or not. (laughs) Wow, so these past six months have been very pivotal in my life. I've been able to really sit down and spend time with my children and really get to know myself more and really dive into what makes me happy and what doesn't. And it has definitely been a bit scary and risky. But I do have faith that the Most High will continue to bless me and will continue to give me the tools that I need to be even more successful. So this, I'm I'm in risky business right now, y'all. I'll keep you, for, I'll definitely keep you in, in the loop of what's happening. <laughs> I like the risky business. And may I add that Dana said that she is not a social butterfly. So the fact that she is doing this podcast with me and talking to you guys, that is out of her element, and I love it. I love oh, thank you. it. Is you're, you're doing great, by the way. Okay, <laughs> you're doing great, and no one would ever knew that you wasn't a social butterfly because you're socializing. I am socializing oh, yeah. very this well. Is a step here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, we are a great pair now. That's undeniable. <laughs> so, that is undeniable. Yes. <laughs> yay. Well, guys, this has been our second episode of Her. We hope you enjoyed it. Please continue to listen to us every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes. And also 
Look us up on Instagram at her with three R's, LLC at, well, there's no at, just Instagram. Have a look at us to keep up, keep followed up. You know, we're looking forward to it. Yes. And wherever you get your podcast, uh, we drop on Anchor and uh, Spotify. So you can find us anywhere. Find us. Yes. And until next time, ladies, sending light love and blessings ciao yes and please remember to be kind and decent human beings we all have to share this earth together so until next time toodles ciao